0: Welcome to episode two of the Beautiful Truth podcast with your host, Neela Fanova. This week, we have the pleasure of introducing to you our guest, Purcell Ascot, who is an actor, writer and producer, and he's very kindly agreed to um, appear today on the podcast, come and speak to me um, about various things before he jumps on a flight to Atlanta. So welcome, Purcell.
1: Thank you for having me, man. (laughs) Thank you, man. Thank you.
0: So how are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I've just finished a film at the moment, so I'm a little bit a little bit tired. But yeah. Um, yeah, feeling good. I'm 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 grateful actually because I can fly to Atlanta. That's a madness. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. So
0: you're so you'd say that you're blessed where you are at, in your career at the moment to be able to say, I need to make things happen. Yes. I need to jump on a plane to Atlanta. Yes, I know I have to be back in London by a certain date but I can make it. Hundred
1: hundred thousand yeah. percent. If you if you asked me that question ten years ago. Yeah. I, I remember the ten years ago and yeah, it would be I wouldn't think that my life would be in this kind of place. I mean I of course I was building towards that, but yeah, just because of where we was and, and what we had, yeah, to be able to just to kind of jump on a flight, that no. That's yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's amazing. Thank that's you. amazing. Um but to give people a bit of context who don't know you, mm. I mean There wouldn't be many because, um, you know, your following is huge. No, thank you. But for someone... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For someone who was listening, who didn't know who Purcell Ascot was or what you've done, Mm. you know, give us a little breakdown of,
1: um,
0: you know, I I read your bio, um, but, you know, I want you to tell me from your point of view, like Mm. where it all started, what your journey's been. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you... um, present your bio now and you know you're called an actor writer producer mm. how you know how did that manifest where did it all start for
2: you
1: yeah um so just introducing myself yeah i'm perso ascot actor writer producer um and it's such a good question that you asked me there like um for me it started when i was um i say about 11 years old in terms of like having this bug to want to like be a part of um uh, acting. Uh, I remember being like Mowgli in Jungle Book at, you know, yeah six, my, my, my school play. My mum still tells me today, she's like, yeah, son, I used to recite everyone else's lines as well as my own. And I don't know how my brain would even take up so much like information at that age, but um, it wasn't until when I was 14 that I decided to take it seriously. And uh, lucky that I had my my dad and my stepdad, um, but both of them two different men in terms of like um, how they sort of taught me growing up. But my dad was always on about just son, you know, work out what you want to do now at fourteen years old, because so you can be ahead of everyone else. So my dad, I had his. Um, he, he was an, my dad's an entrepreneur. He does you know loads of different things and stuff like that. So. I used, to, I used to try to copy and sort of imitate him, and then I used to take my stepdad's sort of practicalities of, of just be of just actioning and doing stuff. And so, uh, yeah, from 14 years old, wanted to go to the Brit School, and um, the Brit School is this performing arts school in South London, and uh, yeah, I, I applied and worked really, really hard, thanks to a teacher of mine, and I got in. And I think um, even from when I was about 15, 16 years old now, um, even at my state school, Woodcott High, you know, normal school. We, I was trying to do stuff that wasn't a part of like even the curriculum. Like I was even trying to create my own play, and we we tried to do this this uh, this group thing with, say, seven other students in my performing arts class, and it didn't quite work out. But we we started to try and do something. We were planning this this like play that we was gonna put on, all this kind of stuff, and I had this uh, this um, I don't know that like, this bigger perspective of of um, just making something happen that isn't given if that makes sense and that's where that sort of seed was planted and then it's just obviously grown since then
0: yeah so from 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 what you're saying it sounds like you had that creative hunger yeah and that passion and that drive from a very young age
1: yes yeah
0: um because you know what i what i would like people to understand is that when they see someone who you know, has had um, however many thousand or million views yeah. on something that they've produced. Yeah, it doesn't just happen overnight. No, not you know not that work all. ethic, yeah, that passion, that wanting to achieve, like you yeah. said, and then having to instill that discipline, to do things that others are not doing to get ahead, Yeah, it's very interesting that you say you had strong role models, mm. because I think that's really key as well mm, yeah, for young yet. people coming up, yeah. because a lot of young people have dreams, they want to do this and they want to do they don't quite know how to do it, Yeah, yeah. and then they don't have necessarily positive role models that can show them how it's being mm. done and then they tend to either lose, it's not that they don't have the desire, but then the motivation wanes mm. and then discipline and all of all of the other things that come with it. So mm. that's really interesting to know that you had that support and um, influence from an early age.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the same time it's, um, it's the difference between uh, the conversation of nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I would, I would take the best pieces of what i had as my environment if that made sense you know so it's like even though yeah i had my my dad's and my mum is you know my anchor complete anchor but no one's a superhero so i i I learned quite early on that people can be you know imperfect and it was about what i would take from all these people around me and also i had a, a, a sort of a hunger to to find those other things that I needed. And I know I needed them, but I just didn't know where to find them. And I think it's mainly your friends. I think as yeah. when you're growing up, you, you make friends and that's where your influence comes from. A lot of the time, a lot of the things that we say and do. And I think I, I was able to, to make the right choices and friends also because you know, amongst having fun and, and being young and all this kind of stuff, like it was just um, all of my friends, if I look back from now, every single one of those people we were always talking about just like the future, constantly, always talking about the future. Mm. And I think because of that, it just would all... I'd always ask the question, okay, whatever I'm doing right now, why am I doing it? And how does this benefit me in the long run? All the time. I just had this constant thing of looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead. And I think that was able to filter a lot of the choices that I was able to make.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's significant that you use the word choices. Uh. And, and it's also... Very insightful that you are aware of the importance of choices mm. and how it, that's a domino effect. Yeah. Um, but I think it takes a certain of, amount of emotional intelligence yes. to understand yeah. that from a young age, oh, because a lot of people have to get yeah. some. Some people don't, you know, get into their forties and then understand the impact of oh, yes. I, okay, actually. Yeah. You know, I am where I am because of the choices I made back when I was 15. Or actually at 21, when I was at that crossroads, this is why this has happened. So it does take that level of of intelligence. But then the other thing you mentioned is friends.
2: Mm.
0: And that is so key. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of them, and we'll talk more about it, but I know that you're very passionate about work that involves young people. A lot of Mm. the things that you're now exec producer on and projects that you're involved in creatively... And, and consulting on and young people and young people and choices that's the thing mm. friendships mm. are a choice
2: because mm-hmm.
0: you can't choose your family mm-hmm. you can't choose the situation you grow up in
1: yes. and like
0: you said again yes. you made a choice to take the positives no yes. one has a perfect upbringing completely perfect childhood completely. some have good ones some have bad ones some are just okay
2: yeah.
0: and you know you even get people from very affluent great households with parents who earn a lot of money yes. they don't achieve nope. and then you get people who have nothing growing up actually on the poverty line and they become huge success stories so it's what they choose to take and yeah. how they run with it and you know what they do with that but friendships are huge yeah because growing up you're so influenced by the people that you're around yeah if they haven't got aspirations and if they're not into doing positive things, that's going to affect you, right? Completely. So it's such a huge massive. part of it.
1: Massive, massive, like down to those friendships. And I think obviously we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, like, but you know, like man on the wall yeah. was that life lesson, um, you know, even building myself up as a man and like all of my ethics and principles that I have now, my morals, I, I owe it all to that. I even call it like a process. Like Mandem was deeper than just a piece of content on YouTube. It was um, it was a lifestyle. It was uh, it was just, yeah. It was, it was teaching me so much more. So wow. when you spoke about choices, um, I, I it hit me harder. And and I learned even then when we connected to the industry, I learned how to make choices within the industry in terms of not feeling jaded when something doesn't go your way. How can we turn this 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 thing, the circumstance into a choice that we can make that can be positive, that can keep pushing because we've hit so many walls along our journey. The difference is, is that we just chose to continue as opposed to giving up.
0: Yeah. So, so if we take it back just again, like briefly to applying to Brit school, they get hundreds, thousands of applications (laughs) every year. There's (laughs) some very big names that have come out of Brit school. What gave you the confidence to do that? And did you have a good support network of of people saying, you know what, if that's what you want to do, we'll support you? Because because sometimes yeah. young people will have aspirations, but their
1: and confidence and self esteem is low, and also the people around them won't
0: won't support, support it. That, so, that, for, that, for example, that, yes. I know coming from um, the Asian culture, Completely. when growing up, yeah. and then when I wanted to start, I mean, I did a very academic degree, yeah. did a law degree, but then I became very interested in in poetry and spoken word. And it was seen as, oh, don't let that distract you from the real job. Yes. You know, or the the academic side. So, you know, a lot of parents are like, oh, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or... Something that's seen as solid yeah. and and uh, you know that gives you security. Okay, yeah. So sometimes I think young people are held back by expectations. Completely,
1: completely. Yeah. I th- I agree with you. I, I had the same thing in terms of applying to the Brit School. Where did I get that confidence from? Um, I, I knew I had a I had something within me like a bug where when I was on that stage performing, I just I enjoyed it so much. I just enjoyed I enjoyed. Um, having uh even i put this on my british application form i said they said the, the question was was like uh, why do you want to be an actor such a it's such an interesting question because it's like you can't just you know create i don't know say oh, i want to be an actor because i just want to act it's like why do you want to do this and then for me it was like the ability to manipulate your you know your, your emotions and to uh how you convey that and portray that and especially I, I remember just instinctively, remember watching like EastEnders and stuff like that and knowing those characters on screen. Um, I don't know why, I just knew that they affected who I was if I was to say watch like a, a film. I, I The people who I saw on the street, I would almost connect them to the TV characters that I saw. So I knew that the, the medium of media was so powerful, right? But um, in terms of that, you know, in terms of background and choice to Brit school, my, my family, African descent and also Indian, my stepdad and you know, Um, I think they knew that I wasn't the best, you know, um, academic kid when I was growing up. I I did work hard and I was trying very, very hard. Um, And even when I did say I want to be an actor, my dad was a bit sort of like, "Mm, not too sure about this son. But I think I showed them something. I think I remember my stepdad and he, he so different to to me. And I said about my two dads, Mm. my stepdad is very academic, extremely. He went to university. He was a teacher. Went to private ed- through uh, through private education, all that kind of stuff, right? And he was always on on, on my back in terms of trying to make sure that my, my my you know grades were up. But it was him, the the person who w- he would never expect to fully believe in me. And it was like he came to watch a performance when I was fifteen years old, and he 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 always says it to this day. He just saw something in me as I was performing that just that spoke to him, and whatever fear he might have had or whatever um a negative kind of thought about doing acting it just was like it just you know it was, it was diminished because
0: he saw how you he felt. saw
1: how i felt he saw how i i was moving and i think even then times as well like uh 15 16 i started to, to had my own book business that no one really knows about right okay and i used to sell books through amazon and i I sold, about, I sold a couple thousand books, right? Wow. And I'll go to second-hand charity shops, yeah. I'll buy the book for 50p and sell it on Amazon for £2.
2: Okay. And it was through my
1: dad, I kind of learned how to do that. I bought this like, machine, it would scan the barcode, tell me how much it was. I did that, right? But I spent for the first like two weeks doing that business, I was doing all-nighters, all this kind of stuff. So I think my parents could see the fact that I was applying myself Mm. and I think for young people, I think that's what it's about. I I understand completely. I don't think you're going to convince every single person uh, that this is the thing that you're going to do. But I think what they want is that they just want to see that because they, I feel like their fears is that they know how difficult this thing is. They, they want to see something in you that is even beyond uh, the, the, the social norm of, of work ethic. You know what I mean? They want that. I think they just want that type of energy and confidence that you are going to Apply to it. They need to see strength in your character because I think that's the biggest thing. They they, they just want to protect you and it's you know uh, and it is tough rejection and I've been through my ups and downs and yeah. as strong as I look and and I I speak about things but I also get hit hard yeah. and but I think it's because you know I think they can they saw that that strength inside my character that they knew that I, I had what it takes you know that to, to keep going exactly passion. completely and
0: if I think as a parent if you see your child. Yeah. light up when yes. they do something yeah. Yeah. you know you want that happiness for them and then yeah. if it's backed up by like you're saying they're seeing your movements and they're like no but he's hustling hard yes. he's yes. not he's not treating this as a joke no. or a hobby no, he's applying himself precisely. like that's the difference that's the difference yeah so it's when they say you know a lot of people dabble yes they don't master yes right yeah so you sound to me like the kind of person that's like, you know, if I want to do something, yeah. I'm going to go on the journey, I'm going to learn, Our and I'm country. going to master this. Yes. I'm not just going to no. dabble and stick my toe in mm-hmm. and then move to the next thing. Because it, it's so easy to do that.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think the difference between people who have an idea about, okay, I want to get into TV or film or yeah. or theatre, or I want yeah. to be an actor or a producer yeah. or doc- they love the idea of it, but yes. actually doing it, yes. it's graft.
2: Yes. It's hard
0: work. Like yeah. you say, yeah. you need resilience, you need uh, to be humble, yeah. you need to have grounding and an understanding of yeah. yourself. That if, if I get rejected from 20 roles, yeah. it's alright because the 21st one I yeah. might get. Yeah. Or, yeah. I might go and actually, alternatively create some work of my own.
2: Yeah. But it's yeah.
0: having it's having that tenacity and that yeah. strength because it's a tough industry. Completely. And you know, we can't, we we. It, we be remiss of us not to say that i think the industry now has changed a lot and we've come a long yeah. way yeah. but even now
2: yeah
0: um when you are um when you are white english yeah. american caucasian yeah you know, the parts are less yeah. or the good parts, yeah. the good meaty parts with substance and yeah. with good script and good storyline, you know, they don't exist, which is why more and more of us I think are creating our own, 100%. our own content because we, wanna, we want to move the narrative on. Yeah. We want to tell authentic stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. And this is why I love the work that is coming out of, um, for example, production houses and companies like yours Thank because you. it's, it's tackling issues that are relevant to us, yeah. but then we also have the power and the voice to mm. represent it authentically, mm, mm, and that's mm. key. Yeah, completely. You know. So you're not just going for, you're not just going for an uh, auditioning for a part that's been written from someone that isn't really from that world, completely. or doesn't really understand a culture or a lifestyle. Yeah. I think it's difficult.
1: Because that's the thing. It's like, if me and you was to pick up a pen tomorrow to write a script... I can only I can honestly say to you I can only unless I do like mad research but still I can I can write the layers and layers and layers of say my community and culture and all of my my truth and my experiences. So if the industry is in a way where you've got more say uh you know white writers or white producers then of course and and even commissioners then they're going to it's subjective it's it's subjective. So it's like they can only Relate and understand to, to pieces of, of, of work that they know, so Absolutely. if they if they don't understand um, I can't expect them to know the layers of what it means to be say a black man you know what I mean in terms of like g- going beyond uh, you know so many different spectrums within it, so it's like I ca- yeah I can't expect them to, to write that kind of character, so what do I do about that
0: and then and then there's also the issue of if there isn't people of color mm. you know if there isn't a black man writing a black man's story. Mm. Uh, or a black woman writing a black woman's story yes. from, from, from that perspective, yeah. from that life experience, yes. from the history, yes. from the ancestry, yes. from all of the things yes. from language, food, culture, religion, all of those different things have an impact. But if those writers are not coming to the forefront, mm. then would you say that it kind of gives this innate unsaid permission for cultural appropriation. Yeah. Because you yeah, have completely. writers Hundred, who are like, well, I've, 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 you know, I've been, I've had the privilege and I've had the permission, yeah. you know, and almost like just open season on yeah. creating any story I like yeah. because we have the power in that room with the commissioners and our show will get yes. prime time. Yeah. Um, but yet, someone who's got an authentic voice will struggle to get there.
1: Completely, their work I, I always look her. at it and go, "Well, art, art for me is always about perspective. And if they can, if they're looking at a certain community and they can only see it from this perspective, then they're only going to write what they see, and that's going to be very surfacey, cliche, and and stereotypical. Um, and even down to when you said about um, those people in the room, like when I look back at my journey and what I I get so angry and passionate about is that." We had every opportunity to quit. We had every opportunity to quit. We were lucky. Mm. We were the guys who, who in terms of that net, we didn't fall through. How many? How many more other Percy's out there mm. did fall through because Absolutely. they had um, circumstances like, say, children or I don't know other responsibilities which we can all have in which they can't keep. They can't. They couldn't do what I did, mm. and I luckily, being young, lived at home. Didn't have those kind of responsibilities and pressures, right? Um, I had I had many pressures. Don't get me wrong, but you know, like I said, I had my support system of of the guys and stuff like that. To you know, we held each other, so we weren't ever going to quit. But my thing is, how many more talented, amazing, incredible people are out there that have slipped through the net?
0: Yeah, definitely. But I also think again, um, even even though you had like you say, okay, you, you know, you're fortunate enough or blessed enough to be in the position where you were at home and. You know your focus was on building the career and doing those things but again you're a young man mm. yeah uh you know reality is when you're young and you're with friends as well as much as you're ambitious and you want to do things you want to have fun as well you want to live your life Hundred percent. and there are split second decisions and choices yeah, yeah. that you can make on a personal level yeah. that can then impact on your career so the fact Completely. that you say oh well you know people become young parents for example and then that gets in the way
2: yeah. that's a
0: choice though of course right in course. what you're doing and how you're moving yeah. in your personal life in your relationship so I think there's an element of discipline that has to run all the way through yeah. what you're doing yeah um, but
1: even I'm the more, even say someone has to look after family members who are like you know those kind of those those circumstances where it's like this has just hit me and, and I'm the only person who can deal with the, this situation of my family because of whatever kind of reason, right?
2: Yeah,
1: it's it's those people that I'm going, man. I, I don't want them to quit because they have uh, they might have a beautiful poetry work, song script performance in there that. You know, if we don't have the infrastructure to support the, those type of people who don't come from, say, a, a well family or whatever it is, to, mm. to, to to keep you know their their journey a, alive, then they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to sort of throw in a towel because they're like, look, man, I've got to look after my nan and she's sick and I need to do this job which is nine to five and and I've I can't do that. I've got to pay the rent. I've yeah. got to sort things to out. Do. So yeah, I'm gonna have to put down my script and put down this because I need to focus on that. And that's what what I want to try and do with whatever I'm doing is there's an infrastructure to, to help those people from, from ever throwing in the towel. Do
0: you know what that's amazing because when back when I was uh eighteen, nineteen, if I had been around people like you, mm. uh I would have maybe taken um a mm. different path and journey where my creativity was concerned, mm. right? Because I had a an academic career and pathway, but then I also had this really great passion for spoken word and poetry and writing and it got to the point where i was doing it more and more because i loved it and that's Mm. that's what my soul's passion was that's what my truth was i found it cathartic and it got me through so much and then it came to the point where it's like okay went from going to open mics Mm. and going on the circuit to becoming someone who was recognized on the scene and invited as a guest performer rather than having to sign up for an open mic and then getting working with producers and putting spoken word to music and going abroad and working on different projects, things started to blow. But life got in the way, and it was like, okay, but poetry doesn't pay. And I actually wrote a piece I remember back then saying, you know what, poetry doesn't pay the bills. I love it, but it's not going to help me like right now. So then you say, you know what, it's okay. I'm going to put that to the side, and I will come back to it. I'm going to pick it up. And then you start getting into the nine to five and the corporate world. And, you know, uh it gets lost. So it's it's it is. It's it's really, really difficult for because there's a lot of talent out there, but it's it's making that jump. And I think there's a there's a there's a little bit of uh risk, mm. there's a little bit of being brave mm-hmm. and taking that leap of faith to say, do you know what there might be a few months where really going to struggle because I've seen people that were at the same crossroads or decision at that time they did they took the leap mm. and they did this thing full time but they were sleeping on people friends' sofas yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah. they were not eating some days like I'm not even being overly dramatic
1: that is what we did that's sacrifices how it had is. to be made
0: like proper, sacrifices yeah, proper sacrifices where yeah. it's like but then now yeah. their poetry is published yeah, yeah, or they're yeah. you know what I mean they're, they're the resident poet at, uh, yeah. at South Bank or Completely. things like that you know yeah. they've got the recognition but you have to pay your dues mm. to get there mm. and that's the hard part that's
1: the hard part because it's like <coughs> as I talk about building this infrastructure thing the way that society Society is set up in this sort of capitalistic uh, sense, it's like yeah, it's not set up for that so then the sacrifices have to be paid for to break out of that sort of structure and and yeah, to get to the other side of it where you are then doing it full time, but even for us, we spent five years doing Man I'm on the Wall, uh, taking it from you know YouTube to TV, not getting our own TV show, losing our, our following, going to theatre, doing radio, doing other short films, and then only after five years we actually started to make some money.
0: Right.
1: So in those five years, yeah, I was riding from from Coulsdon, where I live, yeah. with, with my mum, riding my bike all the way to London. Wow. That's my that's my that was all my sacrifices because I'll get that bike and I'll be like, I'm going to that meeting because this could be an opportunity that can change me, change change my life. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. You know, I'm I'm gonna chase every. Every bit of food we had, every bit of money between the three of us, it was like we would share everything. Everything. When we did the Hackney Empire show, we didn't uh, we didn't even have the money to feed ourselves to, to do the performance. There's us making tuna sweet corn pasta and putting in these little tubs to feed all three of us. Um, you know, uh, every and, bit of... Yeah, every bit of pressure that...
0: We see those things <laughs> there, what you're saying. Yeah. When you said... You know, like when you refer to *Mandem* on the wall, a lot of people say, "Oh, that was that blue," and that went, like you said, from, you know, from YouTube to, <laughs> to, to, yeah, to yeah, 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 and, yeah, and, and then, yeah. and then you got, am I right in saying that you got offered um, the sort of Youngers on E4? Yeah, came from they approached.
1: That, yeah, they approached us from from seeing the YouTube from seeing that. And then so when the they saw your that, content, but yes,
0: it's like that part. Those those little details that you share, saying, you know what? Oh yeah. That the people that came to that show.
2: Don't must have even, thought.
0: Oh yes. my god, look at what these guys are Completely. living. Yeah, these guys have got the sh- empire. What's mm. going to They didn't know no, that no, behind no, the no. scenes. No. Yeah, you're having to make yeah, the tuna, sweet corn. Yeah, go further. And
1: that's where we would be. When I like when I talk about the mindset, right? The mind, my mind was always even where I am today. This is why I'm so grateful, even where I'm today. This is where my mind was always on. Even through the pain, it was constantly like, every night we'd go to before we go to sleep. We're talking about we're manifesting. We're talking about our dreams and and what house you're gonna live in and what and even though it looked unrealistic from the, the outside, you know what I'm saying. Uh, in it was like it was real for us. It was real in my head, and I believed it with my whole heart. So yeah through them times like it was all about perception and whatever happens in the family stays in our family and mm. when we go out to perform we perform as if nothing's happened do yeah, you know what i mean yeah. but loads of things are happening but the, the, you know that discipline of of making sure that we everything we touch turns to gold even when we did the younger show you know our plan was that everything that we did we always had a plan we always had like this strategy and we weren't okay we've got this youngest opportunity we want our own TV show, so this is what we're gonna do, guys. Every scene that we do, and we're only in three scenes per episode. We're gonna do, we're gonna kill it so hard. Mm. So we did extra rehearsals in our own time. Um, when we got to set, we're making sure that each other are looking good. Okay, his man, his lips are not dry. <laughs> I'm looking, or I'm not looking tired. And even the performances and direction. Yeah. You know, me, between me and the boys, this is why we have such a great chemistry. Is because we were look, protecting each other, looking out for each other every two seconds. And even as small as it was. We knew that these little, small little seeds are going to build up to where we need to get to. So every time we were, we were aired, you know, Twitter was around as well. So every time we see the tweets, everyone was like, oh, there's not enough of these guys. Yeah. There. So so we knew the plan was working in terms of building up this this appetite and this hunger for more of, of us. And it all starts from completely, yeah. but it all started from us like making sure that we, perf- we were perfecting every part of the journey you know i mean everything that we put our name to has to turn to gold because something else like we talk about this whole industry thing i believe anyway is that as people from you know uh say an ethnic background is like i just don't feel like we're allowed to fail
2: mm.
1: i don't think we're allowed to fail i think if we fail and, and it didn't make the box office money or whatever it is then it's like we can't take a chance in that again yeah we're not going to take a chance on that talent and we're not going to take a chance on that community. We're yes. not going to, we don't believe that this type of content is ever going to now appeal to... And it's, it's so unfair. It there's so many variables for why something doesn't work out. It could be down to the marketing. It could be down to any fine de- little detail. But it's almost like here's a blank uh, label on this thing and says, and it says, "Nip, you failed. Yeah. Never but, again. But it's
0: almost like, to begin with, people from ethnic backgrounds... Um, who are already underrepresented mm. have to fight harder but then they almost have to be above and beyond the rest, be exceptional to even be considered in the first place. There's a line in Queen
1: and Slim that yes. it says I love it says that. I love that and it's he's Daniel Kaluuya, says the line in the film, his character says, Why do we have to be great? Yeah. Why do we always have to be great? Do you know how it even for your mental health like it's so Demanding to always be great that I can never I'm waking up at night going, I don't want to go back to where I was. I'm yeah. waking up like panicking. I think Will Smith says that as well in terms of the sort of like broke man's mentality thing where you know um It's uh, on a knife's edge, you yeah, can lose it at any Even time. even now we're in the same place. Every I, I'm 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 producing a film now. Mm. If I don't hit a million views, it's not deemed... Why do I have to hit a million views? Mm-hmm. Do you know how... It, it's so hard to get that much reach and that much of attention and, and to... I'm putting everything of, of me, literally pouring every part of me into all these kind of stuff that I'm doing because they have to be great.
0: They have to be, yeah. They have to be better than great because, one, you've got the pressure of creating it yourself <sighs> yeah. and there isn't maybe, you know, a huge... Yeah. Uh, you know picture house or production company no. or, or channel behind it
2: nope.
0: but then there's also like this journey that you've described it's like almost organically not only on a personal level did yeah. you grow and become a man and learn all of those ethics morals values tenacity discipline keep going don't give up um, you know have the ambition to be the best maximize opportunity but you mentioned a the word there strategy yeah. that's what I feel a lot of creatives lack, yeah, yeah, it's not enough just yeah. to be talented, no. No. yeah, it's not enough no. just to be good at something and no. then not know anything else
2: no.
0: in reality, you're not going to get anywhere because in reality, the person who keeps plugging away, the person who keeps who keeps the discipline and the work ethic is more likely to get through the bottleneck than the one who's talented. If you don't apply that, like you said, having a strategy to be aware, every opportunity we have is a stepping stone to build and to get to the next opportunity. And having that strategy in mind and knowing the business side of things, right? So you guys you guys went from... Because being a creative, you give your heart and soul... Yeah. Into the project, into creating the content, the creativity, the 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 um, the charisma, that you know, the comedy, right? Yeah. Is is talent in itself? Yeah. But then go beyond that, right? You know, you have to have, like you say, the marketing, the production, the sound design, the editing. Don't you know the 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 the, the, the thing of now where we live in a world where it's like you've got big companies that plug, you know millions of pounds into digital marketing campaigns Mm -hmm. yeah if you don't have that collateral behind you how do you how do you get that right but it's knowing it's learning all that in the background and and not allowing that control to be in someone else's hands
1: completely right so you need
0: to know the business side of things you need to know what it is to set up a limited company yes you need to know what it is to be self-employed and how to do a tax return so that you're not just Three guys from UK, we're trying to make it, yeah? I mean, you're going to Atlanta today. I know you're back and forth from LA as well. Yeah. Um, Your business partner, Jovan, is is out there making moves, doing things, yeah? yeah? Yeah. But all of these things wouldn't happen if you guys weren't clued up. No. If you guys weren't learning the mechanisms behind the creative.
1: That's, and that's where, you know, you can take a lot of, uh, you can take a lot, you can take everything away from me right now. Yeah. But because I know what I know and the knowledge I have yeah. in terms of mastering your craft, like we learn how to edit ourselves. Every, like every part of our journey where we would hit all these little walls and go, oh man, we don't have anyone to film our content today. What are we going to do? All right. You know what? We have to pick up that camera and try and learn how to do it ourselves. We're going to have to try and pick up that computer and, and, and edit the content ourselves or write that script ourselves. There's so many parts of the journey that, yeah, if I could have it in an ideal way, you know, we... <sighs> It would, be, it would be nice if um, we wouldn't have to of obviously worked that hard. But you know what? I'm grateful to the journey because it allowed us to not make any shortcuts. If anything, it took us the long route home. So it, we had to then pick up all of these skill sets where... We, we, you know, we run this thing called the Wall of Comedy. Like marketing just became a part of us because we were marketing Man I'm on the Wall. Right. You know, we right. were, we were, what we did through how we even built up the the series itself. We were plugging into Facebook, and then we would know. Okay, cool. We need to like, if you message about t- you know ten of your friends, and it's like you know each one teaches one, like That's you said it. earlier. Yeah. That was the that was the that was the plan. Mm. The, 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 all we had was that. All we could do was that small thing. And then as we picked up more and more resources, more skill sets. We started plugging away plugging away and then learning new things so every day i spent my time listening to different um industries and i need to understand okay what's going on in in terms of technology because that's going to affect what happens in terms of media and things like that you know we could be watching content through our apple watches yeah so if i can learn ahead of time of what's happened there the strategy is cool guys our content needs to be now geared, geared to whatever it is Absolutely. here now there's new platforms popping up all the time there's a platform called quibi their content strategy is 10 minutes of video basically on their platform then it's like you know between our team we're like okay in terms of ideas let's make sure we've got 10 minute ideas over here that's those things for quibi netflix stuff is over here amazon channel four and even down to like our biggest secret weapon of, of anything, and I say this to people, you know, if they're listening now, is we'd always listen and look for the secrets to success. Mm. Every successful successful person leaves all of these little clues in, in the way that they speak and what they talk about. Amen. And we would take the blueprints and we didn't have a blueprint. No one told us how to do something, but we would take stuff from music because something you said earlier was that, yeah, when you was making content and you was doing poetry, social wasn't around at that time. No. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I listened to like, all of the people of that generation and how they did certain things, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm taking all of this valuable stuff, and yeah, luckily we've got the socials and stuff now. But um yeah, taking those those secrets of uh, success, success, and and building our own way of doing stuff, and, and I just think, yeah, yeah. So for
0: example, you know, you go from being someone, you know, as a 14 year old, you know, you've got Brit School, you've got, you've been on. um you know, Children's TV, then Mandem on the Wall came out, then The Weekend Movie, 2016. Yeah. Uh, you know, you starred and exec produced Shiro's Story. Yeah. 15.8 million views. Um, and as a consequence, um, Rap Man got signed with Rock Nation yeah. from that. I mean, yeah. these are big moves. These are, yeah. But these things is, a, is such a journey and such a leap that, for example, when you go... Um, with, like, representing Wall of Comedy, your company, Mm. and you go in a room and you pitch. Mm. No one teaches you those skills. No. You know, as an actor, you're not taught how to go in a room and hold your own and pitch an idea, because that's a skill in itself. Completely. But all of this is amazing because... Look how much you've learned and look how much you've got to share. Mm-hmm. And already at such a young age, I yeah. feel like you're already starting to give back even though learning never ends and the journey still continues. Yeah. I feel like you're already realizing mm. that you know what the next generation isn't far behind, they never are.
1: 100%. So how do you give back? 1000%. And I think that's what um I think that's our passion and what we're trying to work towards now. Because um, I think I think for, even for, for me personally, like there's things that I want to do, right? Selfishly, uh, acting is one of those things. However, the whole production side of things, mm-hmm. that was like, this is what I need you to do mm-hmm. in terms of purpose and legacy. This is not, it's not just solely for me. and. Um, I like that because every choice that we make, it's not about how much money I make or what I get to make through the production company for myself or, or, or any of those things. It becomes no, this is for everyone else. And even sometimes, if if I'm ever blocking something that is it's it's you know important and it's beautiful, it's meant to be for everyone else, and I'm, I'm the person that's blocking that, I will even get out of the way. That's how much I love it. Is because it's it's bigger than us, and I think that's where we find the humility because when you understand it's, it's you know bigger than you you realise that, that, you know, you're thinking for everyone else. But I'm trying to work out, yeah, how do we keep on giving back now? You know what I mean? But like, that I'm mentality really
0: that mentality is very rare because a lot of people go into this industry mm. for personal and instant gratification. Mm, yeah. And we live in a world where that's just constantly reinforced by, you know, it's more important to get follows and likes than it is to actually yeah. have um, a genuine interaction and relationship yeah. right that, that's the world we live in so to have that
1: yeah
0: and at such a young age like how old are you now 26 at 26 to know that you know legacy yeah is huge yeah. purpose is huge yeah to have the mentality of knowing that this thing is bigger than just you yeah. it's very rare and it's to yeah. be commended it really is because thank you i really i really honestly truly because you know ambition is one thing yeah and to want to achieve, yeah. but to want to bring up your people with you, yeah, that's a different yeah? thing, a different thing a different altogether. Thing. Because then yes. you're not just doing something like, yeah, you know what, I want, I want to get that um, next big role yeah. that pays ten mil paycheck, Completely. right? Completely. It's about actually, this is a movement yes. of like-minded people. Yes. We're yes. making things happen, yeah. and we're we're changing. You know, you you change your life, but you change others' lives yeah. by doing things. So that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about the other projects that you're involved in in terms of yeah. that's got the ethos of giving back so i know you work with um like for example uk fully focused tell us a little bit about you know what they do and how you're involved with them
1: yeah I, I've, I've been i worked with fully focused uh, about almost eight years ago now right and they what they do they're a production company um, um but they do more than that they actually they a community-led um, organization which works with young people and what they they and they build up their skill sets within the industry so okay. they work for them you know work with them from like say um uh, from a very sort of low skill set basis and they go through the categories in terms of their sort of process where they get promoted in in the production company and they take on bigger responsibilities as the years go by. Amazing. And so every film that they work on, you know, they start say there might be a runner, but then the next time that might, they might be assisting, say costume or makeup, and then you know they're working in the camera teams, lighting departments, and eventually they're actually producing their own work. And um, that I is just fantastic. really, I, believe, I mean, that's, invaluable, I feel, that's so invaluable to learn on the job. Learn on the job. Wow. It's yeah, and, and and there's a thing about I think for young people, what I feel like they need the most is is um, consistency,
2: mm. consistency,
1: because we always make families like small families, and like you know, like you know, we work on this, and it's like a family here, and then for some reason things get cut and whatnot happens and then you know that young person is now is 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 um, by themselves again and they were if they just had that a little bit more time or if, they, if that company had a bit more funding to, to continue their program then that young person might be somewhere somewhere right now but things happen all the time and things change so you know, it, the, the lack of consistency affects their progress, mm. and I think we're fully focused. What they've done really well is a lot of their young team have been working with them for the, like yeah the last ten years, and now they're all established, freelance, you know, producers, writers, directors th- th- themselves, and now they're working with other young people and building their thing, their thing up. So, so you're I, you're I work with the whole community, yeah, of I, Young people. I work with them because of their philosophy, but also the content. The
2: content. The content
1: is key, and. Uh, Teddy, who's a director, Leah, Nikki, they're both uh, the producers there as well. And there's a guy called Banny, who's a DOP. They're like quite, you know, a bit of a core team there. And um, even, you know, for those guys, I just I just love the way that we make films and we make content mm-hmm. from the writing stages to the acting process and then to the filming and, and the post-production. And we have I've done about five to six films with them now. And each of them, I'm very, you know, honoured to even say that they're all... They've all impacted and they've all uh, generated millions of views across each and each one of them. And I think there's a secret to the recipe of why that's happened. And mm. it's because it's a very family orientated way of working. Uh, we, we're all passionate about the bigger picture, the vision, and we're all just putting everything we can into this thing. And And it's that process of working why... I think manden worked so well for us and I think why Wool of Comedy and, and everything I've ever done, Shower a Story, every project that is deemed successful all has an element of love. Yeah. And I think that's why... It comes from
0: a place of love.
1: Completely. Love,
0: integrity yeah. and that thing of, you know, um, just like you said about young people, the consistency. Yeah. But I think it's also showing them an alternative yeah. to what yeah. their everyday reality is because... You know, as much as we say choices, Mm. we can also be a product of our environment to a certain extent. And unless you're shown Mm. an alternative way, unless you've got strong role models and leadership to show you what can be done... (sighs) How do you know anything different? different? How do you know? You know, I mean, when I used to work with young people that were involved in gangs or in danger of becoming involved in gangs or even ex-offenders to that point, when we used to take them on residential programmes... The fact that a lot of them said, you know, we've never been outside of Brixton ever in our life, and you know, and then you take them to the countryside, the countryside in Dorset, and, and they're, they're seeing diff- fields, and they're different
1: people at that point. And
0: in three days, their whole demeanor and behavior has changed. You know why? Because they've never seen greenery, or they've never felt fresh air, or they've never been outside of the estate. And then you start seeing them tap into different, you know, the anger starts to go away, and the you know the 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 uh, um, just just all of that tension and anger and you know hostility all starts to melt away. Do you know why? Because they've got space for the first time. So it's so important to show people, and I think with UK fully focused as well, a lot of like you say, the core team are people with lived experience. Yeah? That's key. It's not just some you know middle aged man saying well i you know i've got a, a degree from oxford on uh, filmmaking and uh, you know uh, I, you know i've got funding from the, uh, this place to to do this project with young people and so i'm no these people have got lived experience of what it's like to live in the street or to have offended or to live a certain lifestyle and how you turn that around Completely. as a young person i'm going to listen to someone who's lived it change themselves and prove to me that it can be done Completely. and still living it every day Completely. rather than someone to give you the theory
2: yeah.
0: I think that's so important you yeah. know um, yeah. so so what kind of subject matters do they do they deal with in their short <sighs> films I know you you yeah. mentioned to me you were recently filming something on ptsd yes yeah um i think they've covered things like which is huge at the moment in the news county lines affecting yeah. young people
1: yeah yeah we're working on a project with them uh for county lines and in fact amberine is is a, one of the writers a part of that project um and uh the first film that we actually did that i'm very proud of was us Stop and search uh, rights like in terms yes. of like knowing how to actually uh, say to the police when you are stopped in search and, and just in terms of that you know say it could be a abusive of, of power um, so yeah teaching people kids about that and then my next film was called Rewind Forward which I did with Javan and me and Jovan have done a lot of films together with Fully Focus and that I guess that started something else as well because we were doing comedy and people were like you know can I do this and we got to show people what we can actually do through drama but we did Rewind Forward with uh, you know Javan and Mandip as well and that was all about restorative justice and about um teaching people i guess even the the, the act of communication because that whole film was about um my character has done something to his character we haven't uh, um confronted our emotions about this and it was about these two boys especially when we live in this sort of like male toxic masculinity society you know these two boys you know sharing their emotions and in fact getting to the answers getting to the piece of their problems and I think forgiveness is one thing. I think forgiveness is, it's not even about forgiving the other person it's so much, about even forgiveness for yourself and, and oh, having yeah. that peace. Mm. So that film went into those kind of details, it was a beautiful film. And then, we did Deep It, which was about knife crime. And um, that was all about showing, uh, I think for Jovan's character, one, the act of, you know, if you carry a knife, it has almost this karmic energy about it where either you or someone else can get injured. And in terms of if you take out that, if you make that choice to take that knife out of your house, there is some something, you know, you're attracting this, this sort of energy, this kind of, this consequence. But that was also about um, just being scared, and I think a lot of people who do carry a knife, I think there's there's a lot more to it. We're not just monstrous, uh, you know. People aren't just monstrous people. I think there's so much emotions and things going in inside of them for why they have to carry a knife, and that was mainly about you know these two friends having this this sort of miscommunication, and also amongst it, you know, fear and and shame, embarrassment, all this kind of stuff. So that was deeper. And then the last one I did was after that was uh, drawn out which was uh, gun uh, gun violence, I think it was, um, aimed at. It was with Arsenal Football Club. They kind of sponsored it. But uh, again, yeah, another film that tackled a lot of a lot of things, especially my character, tackled uh, domestic violence as well.
0: Wow, I and mean, but, these but are but huge, gone, important issues. Yeah. I mean, you're reading yeah. them off like it's nothing. Like it's but nothing. these are, these are, these are, these are these huge. Are deep, deep stuff. You know, and they've knife, done... Knife, crime, they've done domestic violence.
1: Um, homelessness, they've done homelessness, they've done... Homelessness, they've done uh, what other ones they've done? There's a drama called 18, which is about network, network rail, about crossing the railway and things like that. So, yeah, sorry. To so it's like, no, 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 it. no. But Loads. I mean, it's
0: just, it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sitting back a bit, you know, uh, flabbergasted at the big issues that they're tackling through these short films because
2: mm.
0: not only are they upskilling young people mm. through the process of making this content... Mm. The content itself is educational mm. and raising awareness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also exploring the crux of these issues mm-hmm. so it's not just commentating on because we all know knife crime is going on um, you know domestic violence all these issues homelessness it's on the news every day mm. you know stop and search these mm-hmm. are all big issues that affect young mm. people in the community and wider it's about using the platform of media like Mm. you said earlier Mm -hmm. is such a powerful medium but Mm. for good Mm. you know not perpetuating negative stereotypes and not just surface level Mm. glamorizing things that shouldn't be showing the real consequences of things and going into the reason so like you say you know are you labeled a young person carrying a knife and then that just that just is supposed to be the end of it. No, there's reasons behind it. Of course it. there is. There's reasons behind why people offend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some trauma in their life or, or you know, there's some circumstance that's led to that because all behaviour is either learned behaviour or a consequence of some kind of experience, whether that be, you know, trauma or loss or, you know, abuse. A lot of that. And I just think it's such important work. Completely. And for people who um, want to give back, like... I can't think of a better way, you know, to be involved in projects like that, that are like just, you know, helping to use creative means to like tackle such important issues. Um, And then that brings me on to um, the short film of yours that I had the privilege of having a little preview (laughs) of um, that I watched uh, the other evening. And um, what's the what? Do you have a title? A working title? Yeah,
1: I think we're gonna stick with it. It's called Joy.
0: Joy. And um, so I watched it, um, and I was just I didn't know what to expect because you said, "Oh, you know, have a watch. (laughs) Let me know what you think." So I didn't I didn't know much about it other than you said it was really important for you um, as the writer of this to understand things like gangs knives drugs and you know that how what young people get involved in but understand it from the point of view of a mother Mm. and I was like wow okay Mm. that made me want to watch it straight away because I was like, I love things that flip the script and show you different perspectives because we don't often see that um so yeah just tell me more about like what made you want to um, write it from that point of view and, and why I feel passionate about that
1: yeah um, so I guess after all the short films that I've done and stuff like that we were approached by a charity called Key for Life and they work with guys who uh, guys and girls who come out of prison in terms of their re- re- rehabilitation s- uh, process and giving them skill sets into just working life and they do yeah it's a very you know beautiful charity in what they do and so um, they approached us they wanted to do a film and so they had they had an idea originally that they wanted to do and I guess when you've got like things like Top Boy and Blue Story of last year that came out, their film that they had originally planned was of the same type of thing. And so I was trying hard to kind of work it and, and you know working with their young team in terms of trying to write the script, but I hit a wall maybe, maybe uh yeah not like maybe last year october like i was just like this is not it my gut doesn't tell me that this is the right way to go about this type of story because I've, I've done loads of these type of um mm. topics and i know that it's not going to land well so um i got, got a guy called shaki who is a spoken word poet um so i've got a guy called shaki who's a spoken word poet yeah and um it was his first time writing, and when we when I told him, I had this like thing that hit me, and I was like, you know what? Let's see this from the mother's perspective. Um, I knew that Shaki, even though he didn't have like um, the the script experience, he has such a raw, beautiful way of of putting things together and and seeing and mapping things out. So between me and him, we wrote the script, and we just went on from there. I think once we said what we were looking to do, see it from a mother's perspective, it just our minds just opened up massively mm. it was like oh my god everything that um we've been through personally I guess in our childhoods and things like that we we all of us love our mums so much but we don't understand what our mums go through or no, not even just mums but dads too but um anyone who's looking after that that said person no one understands what the experience is like for those people on the outside perspective so I want young people to watch this and go oh my god that's my mum and this is what I make her feel and do and this kind this kind of stuff so yeah, that the film was like we really wanted to to see her perspective and hopefully it changes the way people think about their choices, back to choices again. Back to choices yeah. again.
0: It's key, it's key. Yeah. You know, and it it just shows you it's very powerful cuz like short films, you know, the short film format is like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think Yeah. um for any filmmaker yeah. or writer, that's a challenge of course. to get to get um such a key message across you know in in that short space of time time. because it's not a full feature um but watching it I completely got that because in you know to try and paint the picture of the journey from a mother you know who's obviously come come over to the UK you know uh, with a a young boy um, as a single parent family and then growing up um you know in London and how he changes from being this yeah. young innocent fun loving boy yeah, yeah. to then all of a sudden being distant not very communicative
2: yeah.
0: um you know he, it's clear that he loves his mum yeah. but he's just involved in things that he shouldn't be and yeah. she's powerless to to stop it and feels like she's losing her grip on him and her Conf- grasp
1: this is it yeah
0: you know you, there's a there's a there's great contrasting scenes i mean there was many great things that I loved about it, especially, like, in terms of how it's been filmed as well. Thank you, yeah. Um, like, the camera angles and, and how you see things and how you transition from scene to scene, you know, like, as a boy singing in the church choir, Yeah. you know, and then you see him sort of very differently when he's older, his whole demeanour's changed, yeah, you know. Yeah. But to her, and I suppose, like, to any mother your son is still your little boy. He's yeah. always going to be that. Yeah. And then you start, you know, see, you know, hearing that they're involved in, you know, they're being expelled from school because they've got involved in fights. And yeah. suddenly they've got this really expensive coat or pair of trainers. Where's yeah. that come Where's from? That come because from, yeah. you know they're not working. Yeah. You know, and then you've got people in the community telling you, oh, you know, I saw your son smoking weed or things like that. You don't want to believe it because that's your child. And Completely. you're like, no, you, you must be mistaken. But... It's the love you have for your child, but also, I think what that shows is the challenges yeah. that are faced by single-parent families. Yeah. Me personally, for me, the biggest heroes are single parents yeah. because they do an incredible job. They do. Because to, you know, they say it takes a village to raise yeah. a child. Yeah. But to do it as a single-parent family under hard circumstances when you're trying to um, hold down a full-time job, manage the household, do all of those things... And be there and give time to your child and provide them with everything that, you know, they need. And then the challenges of, you know, you can't be with your child 24-7, especially as they grow. How do you keep them from getting into things like that? And the heartbreak that when you receive that phone call... And, I mean, you know, I'm not too sure whether I really want to give a spoiler alert of how the film ends, but it's it's tragic. It really hits hard because you see the pain that that mother goes through. And as much as when we see on the news them quoting statistics about uh you know gun crime and knife crime and gang violence and you know youth being involved in that what you don't what you don't really really understand is the impact of not only has that young life been lost Mm. what's 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 been left behind the Mm. damage Mm. it's utter chaos that's Mm. been left behind in in the lives of those families who they're never going to get what they've lost back again you know Mm. it's it's really really powerful yeah, I think it's you. great so what are your plans for um, sort
1: of at the moment just trying to finish the film so we've we've done a few more drafts actually since you've watched it just yeah. to kind of like just keep trying to perfect it tweak it everything we've always done is is feeling the, the rhythm feeling the pace and, and if I'm pulled by it you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's where it works but we've got the sound design next and that's going to add so much more to the film. And then, um, yeah, we're just going to put it on YouTube, man, release it through MYM, fully focused their YouTube channel. Amazing. And and just get this out to as many, many people as possible.
0: Yeah, we'll fully, I mean, fully support that here, obviously, you know, when the project is out. Um, But Percy, you seem like you're constantly on the go. Like you never have, I don't know when you sleep. I don't know if you actually get to sleep or (laughs) if you ever have time just to... Yeah. I don't know, veg out and do nothing because you're constant. If you're not filming, you're producing, you're working, or you're traveling, or you're back and forth from doing something, or you're involved in a project. Yeah. Or like now, you're doing yeah, a podcast no, no, but... on the same day that you know you're gonna shoot to the airport. Yeah. After this, so <laughs>
2: what?
0: What is what yeah. is next for you in terms of you know sort of next few years ahead? You know what? What do you feel passionate about? Where Where are yeah. your kind of goals and, and where? You know where do you want to take it? I mean,
1: I think I think I'm quite I'm quite fortunate now because I think after all these years of working, we finally have built a team, yeah. and so I can't be here right now, uh, you know, without that team. You know, now I'm fortunate enough to go to ATL because that team is in London, you know, and they're working on all the other projects that we've got going on, which is wicked. And I think for me and Javan. Um, we both want. We, we, you know, we're both actors in our own right. We, you know, we we know that there's leverage to what we do in front of camera. Okay, so how about we then convert that leverage in something that we can control and we can monetize and we can distribute ourselves. So looking at the formula of Kevin Hart and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, they can obviously produce, and even Michael B. Jordan now, like a lot of these guys in America, are they they, they got their own production companies and they're they're pitching. Their, you know their own ideas, and they're involving themselves in it because they know that that's what's going to get the money for the film. So that's the same thing that me and Javan want to do. We've got the production company together. Uh, we've got you know we're, we're you know actors in our own right. So and and we can write too. So it's like cool. Let let's you know every project that we we come up with. Let, let us produce that that work, and for the next ten years, let's just keep doing that same sort of like principle where. With that, we can attract, you know, to get the financials, but at the same time, bring in new talent to these scripts that we're writing yeah. and also commission our own work in that way, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely, and you've got a
0: strong team. Precisely. You've got, you know, a very sort of, I suppose now after after this time of building the solid foundation, yeah. you've now got a great network of, um, you know writers and, yeah. and all of those things as well yeah, yeah you know yeah, all, yeah. all of these different talents that that you yeah. can um harness yeah, yeah um
1: but the sorry the bigger plan is that we're building our, our own platform so we we've been relying on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram for years but if these apps crash tomorrow then yeah. a lot of us don't have anything so we're sort of preparing for the worst and building our own thing because even from a monetization process facebook and youtube and all these kind of platforms they don't really show you what you actually make you know what yes. I mean, for these content creators so we want to create a place where it's not subscription based where people have to pay say a, you know monthly fee it's it's free to use but we want to give back to the creators we want to give them you know 50 50 splits in terms of how much money they make and also transparency uh, over how they, how much money they make. And also if like you get YouTube, like on the homepage you might see like a massive like McDonald's ad or whatever it is. Yeah. Like that also should be fed back into the community of all the creators. Of so the there should be, you know, even the, the deals that we can do say for advertising companies that are just, you know, for the wall of comedy or sorry, the, the wall entertainment group uh, platform, we want, you know, to find loads of little ways to keep monetizing people. Even if it's like quarterly, we do like a a reward for like, you know, People who have been creating really, really good stuff and just give them some money to keep on creating like more that. and more, and more content. I like that,
0: that's exciting. But that's also what's lovely is that, you know. Uh, you know, you can speak to people. We've had a really frank, honest, open conversation. It's Mm. been a pleasure. Honestly, like that you've just been,
2: you
0: you know, you've just shared everything with with complete truth Um, and it's been lovely but sometimes people speak or talk the talk as it were, you know, and the theory is great but actually, when you look at what they're doing and how they're moving, what are you actually doing to give back? So you've just explained a tangible way (laughs) of how you guys plan to do that and I just, that's so exciting. It's brilliant. But, just to I mean, I can't you know thank you enough for coming on um it's yeah, I've learned so much in this one <laughs> conversation, but just to round it off, yeah, to let people get a little flavor of Purcell Ascot away from
1: the work and, the work, yeah,
0: I'm just gonna do a few little quick fire questions, right. yeah,
1: yeah yeah we can
0: do uh it. so let's see, so let me see what's the best conversation you've had with an uber driver
1: oh, um best conversation um
0: or funniest conversation or one that's you know sticks out uh i
1: can't i I've got i got a guy his name's lee and he was he wasn't an uber driver per se but he was my driver for a lot of shoots that we did and, and you know like my career wise right but yeah. my first job one of my first jobs was, was a thing called silent witness on bbc okay and he he, he was my driver for, for that and then we used to talk in the car, we'd talk about music, talk about football, all this kind of stuff. Like, he he was such a good guy because he would, like, sort of look after me because I was so young and scared. He was, like, just supporting me all the time. And then I did something called The Innocence on Netflix. Okay. And he was my driver for that oh, as again. well. So all I right. saw him eight years later, and it was like, wow. wow. Even for him to see and, you know, hear all the stuff I've done since those eight years ago, it's been, it's a pleasure because it was just like, it's almost, it was meant to be, here's like, the guy who sort of sets me up and just kind of like helps me and stuff like that grow and I'm sort of young and scared and then, you know, here he is and I'm, you know, a lot more older, a bit more confident from back then and, you know, again, we're talking about Much the same more kind of things. Much more yeah, yeah. But for him, he just got, to, he's seen that sort of arc and stuff. that
0: not that lovely though? But yeah. I also think um, it's so important, you know, like when you're in the industry, yeah. you know, we, we tend to overlook and forget the people that, yeah. that oh. are doing things like, I don't know, Bringing you your cup of tea or the the driver that picks you up to take you to set at 4am, you know, and how they treat you, but how you treat them as well.
1: But that's my process. Yeah. Everything I do, yeah. everyone's important. Yeah, every single person, everyone I'm going to speak to, and it goes back to love. Yeah, if they're producing that that energy and they're loving the process and they're loving their work, yeah, they're going to be, be producing good work. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're going to be making sure that I don't know so and so gets the set on time because they feel happy within what they're doing and that person is feeling I good know. about themselves and they're feeding the, the the whole crew right because the caterers are happy about whatever it is. So. You know, we all get a good plate to eat. So make sure that when we do the scenes, we're we'll all fired up and ready. That's it.
0: Every, every 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 one of those little things yeah. may seem insignificant because they're not the glamorous roles, Completely. but they're the cogs that make the machine Completely. work, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. That's I like that. I really like that. So okay, so what would you say is I'm going to try and because you know. You're a very deep person Percy you know you, you go right to the heart of things it's not it's not superficial i'm going to try and keep right, them right. light no um where is your favorite place or what is your favorite thing about london
1: favorite place in london has got to be uh there's a park in high street ken holland park yeah it's called the Kyoto gardens and it's my favorite place it's like this japanese garden it's just sick love love going there or my other favourite place is my old estate. I just get, like, just mad memories of that. But I'm not trying to go too deep with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what was it? So, favourite place... we have place to have you back on another Favourite do. <laughs> favourite do. Favourite thing to do in London? What was the question?
0: Favourite place? Yeah. Or your favourite thing about London itself?
1: Favourite thing about London... Uh, favourite thing about London is so mad. Uh, favourite thing about London is that I like our... I like our drive. And I, like, I do like a little bit of our... We have a there's a bluntness to us that isn't nice, right? But there is something about it where if you take that bluntness and apply it to something a bit more positive, we we have a, you know, we just say our truth. We're we're, kind of, you know where people stand, you know what I mean, a yes. little bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like the fact that
0: there's no there's kind no, of fakeness. No,
1: Nah, 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 yeah. nah. Like I was filming in the street, some lady called me a certain word, I don't know if I could swear, but it was just like, you know what? If that's her truth, right? Yeah. Then that's her truth. Because yeah. she was cycling, we was in the way and she's like,
2: Yeah, you lot yeah.
1: But but I, I I responded back and it was like I I laughed at it because I just liked the fact that she was like even just like true to just even say that. But I just no, like yeah there the are many yeah kind of interactions you because it's so different out. yeah
0: because London is very particular London I mean when you go abroad yeah. like, I don't know if you find this yeah, yeah, when yeah. you go over to the stateside completely you go to LA
2: yeah
0: it's like different worlds because out there they're like oh have a nice day completely. and they're very customer friendly and completely. all of that but sometimes it can come across a bit
1: yeah fake I, th- I think if you, you when you get a real interaction with someone in London you know it's real it's real because we don't have to be like that. We're, we're not like that. We're not like that. Our culture is not like that. Yeah. So I think when you get you have a conversation, you know, Uber driver, or you see someone a lift, or someone opens the door for you, there's something a bit more to that because yeah. it's not like a given. Yeah, you know what I mean, but then
0: there's the other side to Londoners where. where- <laughs> When like when you're on a tube, there's yeah. no eye contact, and everyone's eyes no <laughs> on their device or behind the, you know, like yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah, that yeah.
1: interaction. There's still that. I little try to, bit of... Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. We're so fickle, man. I like I like to break people, even on the on the tube. You know, yeah. I do like it sometimes because yeah. I don't know. I feel like people just need to be liberated. Yeah. From from however we t- we spoken about emotions the whole interview, but yeah. I just I feel like a lot of people are containing so much in that.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you what would be yeah. your f- ideal first date.
1: Ideal first date. It sounds Or well,
0: do you know what even ideal date because you probably do you get a lot of time to go on dates?
1: Um I mean yeah, so-so. I mean me me and my girlfriend we probably go to like the cinema. I think it's probably like our favorite place to go to. I just love watching films all the time. Um but I like a conversation. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. I feel like uh I do first date will be doing that do something maybe an activity or whatever it is and then and then go in a drive to where we can just park up, chill and just talk. No, do you know what I mean? Don't. I just I like to I like interaction. I wanna hear I want to hear your truth and I think that's where I get like connected to a person I can understand them Do you know what I mean and yeah like yeah. have have a laugh at the same time all that kind of stuff yeah. and share just keep share. sharing yeah but yeah, connect yeah. like connect. have that feeling, have that of, feeling connection. of connection yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah rather than just just do what yeah. you're supposed, supposed to, to do,
1: do. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I hear that I yeah. hear that yeah do you know what we um We've come to, to the end of our time okay. and we, I'm sure we could go on for a few more hours easily. Amen. So we will have to have you back at some point. <laughs> but I just want to thank yeah. you from the bottom of my heart for coming on. Um, yeah. you, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for
1: having me. Um,
0: man. And yeah, if you want to let people know about yeah. uh, either where they can find your uh, projects or, yeah. you know, what your handle is on insta yeah, yeah, or all sure. of those things yeah
1: i'm always i love instagram um I, I love twitter more but i like i like i love instagram i'm in mean, terms of people connecting with me instagram 100% as at perso ascot and um, I'm always there in terms of, like, people have questions about trying to get into the industry, advice, all that kind of stuff. And also in terms of opportunities, like, I, I give out all, all my opportunity goes through Instagram in terms of, like, my Instagram story. So anyone who's listening to this, like, just make sure, keep checking out all the posts that I make and stuff like that. And, yeah, hopefully I might meet someone from, yeah, when they listen to this podcast.
0: Amazing. Yeah, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much.
1: Appreciate it.
0: All right, listeners, until the next time, keep walking in your truth.